So, you really want to know what women do, say and think the way that we do, huh? Well, fasten your seatbelts and let's get... She said what? Started with your host, Alan Newman Jr. Thank you for tuning in this evening to this episode of She Said What. I am your host, Alan M. Newman, Jr., in case you're wondering what you've tuned into, or if you're listening to a replay of this episode, let me tell you what it's all about. This show is geared to help bridge the gap in communication between men and women, so this platform is for our female guests to come in and tell us how it really is raw and rugged from their perspective. But before I introduce my guests and the topic for tonight, I just want to remind everybody we are currently running a promo special on ads and commercials through the month of September. Inquire on more information by sending your email to ads at he said what network.com. You can also subscribe to the network's YouTube channel by searching He Said What Radio Network. Follow us on Instagram at He Said What Radio Network. You can also follow yours truly at Newman underscore junior underscore 2.0 on Instagram as well. Um, Without further ado, I want to remind everybody, if you want to call in and just listen or call in and ask a question, you can dial 515-602-9647. And to be brought onto the show, press the number one. If you are listening live on our radio station, He Said What Radio Network, type in your question in the feed, and we'll read that online as well. Without further ado, tonight's topic is all about communication, admitting when you are wrong, with my lovely guest, Angie. Angie, how are you doing today? I am wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing outstanding. You know, it's top day, almost the midweek of the week. We're almost towards the end. So, you know, I got my head yeah. down. I'm rolling on through. <laughs> Me too. Same here. Exactly, exactly. Well, before we brought you on, you know, we were talking about tonight's topic, which I feel like it's going to be very interesting because I believe I speak for all of my brothers when I say the ladies have a big, big problem on admitting if they are wrong. So my first question for you, Angie. Oh, we got the laughter out here. So we're going to, I know it's going to be good. I know it's going to be good. Angie, my first question for you. When it comes to admitting that you are wrong, do you struggle with that, or are you able to say it without any hesitation? I think for me, uh, just being totally transparent, there are certain times where, like, if I feel like I'm really adamant about something and it turns out that I'm wrong, like, I have a very, very hard time of admitting. But it's just something minor, I don't mind it. Um, I remember, <laughs> I remember one time, my husband and I, we were driving down the street, and I was like, I want, I want, I could really go for a chip, Chick-fil-A right now. So when he mm-hmm. passed the Chick-fil-A, like, I got pissed. I was like, I just said <laughs> I could go for Chick-fil-A right now. Like, why didn't you stop there? And so, you know, I was heated. I was really, really mad. And I had to realize, wait a minute, you upset with him because you didn't clearly state, hey, can you pull over in this Chick-fil-A? How is he supposed to know? That that's really what I wanted, especially because you know me, I like to eat, you know. So he, I could have just been mm-hmm. saying that, but I don't think mm-hmm. to this day I ever even apologized to him for that for snatching the way that I did. So I, I think wow. I think for me, for me, you know, I'm rolling in. Well, I've, I'm already in 15 years of marriage. It gets easier over time, but I would say in the beginning stages, it is kind of difficult because people, you know, I could just speaking for myself, like. You want to be right at times. You know, you want to have the, have all the answers. You want to have all the information. You want to be, you know, the go-to person or whatever the case may be. So I did suffer with that. But as I got older and I matured, I was able to come out of that stage of, okay, if you're wrong, just say that you're wrong. He knows that you're wrong. You know that you're wrong. So what's the problem in just admitting it? Okay, okay. Well, then, since. What is it then that you think makes it hard for you guys to admit that you're wrong? Is it just you just want to be right all the time and you just can't phantom ever being wrong to us? Is it is it do you just find it as guys are never right? Like what is your motivation to always want to prove that you're right? 
I think, I think, well, first, I feel like what we have to realize as individuals, men and women, women are known to be caring. We're known to be tenderhearted. We're known to be homemakers and all those nice things. But I think what we have to realize is women are also human. We are flawed. We make the same mistakes. And I think as long as we, we all have an ego, men and women, it's just a matter of are we going to choose to use our ego in a healthy way or are we going to choose to use that ego in an unhealthy way? And I think for a lot of women, especially because I coach a lot of single women, uh, my business didn't start out that way. It started for married folks, but it turned into something for single women. But I see a lot of this being like a defense mechanism to prevent control from somebody. So I think a lot of women don't want a man to feel as though they got over on them which is ultimately, like, not their problem. That's a problem within ourselves. And so that's why I always practice and whatever I post or whenever I talk to people, you have to be accountable for your role. You have to be accountable for your actions instead of placing the blame on that. And I understand that you may have come from a bad uh, past relationship. I understand that you may have had some trauma. You may not know how to communicate because I am understanding that. Everybody doesn't know how to communicate in your way of communicating not be that person's way of communicating. Um, but I think as women, um, we have to identify what is making us the way that we are, and then, you know, we can communicate that to our significant other. So I definitely think it's, it's a defense, I think it's a defense mechanism from what I've seen, and an ego problem. Okay. Well. Oh, okay, so since you're saying it's a defense mechanism, um, and for those who are listening in, you can type in 515-602-9647. Press the number one, and we'll bring you guys on the air to talk with us as we continue about communication and admitting when you are wrong. Um, now, do you think it can be something that has been created from a young age with being right? Because I'm not going to lie. In my personal experience, a lot of women that I have dealt with feel like they're right regardless. And it's interesting because right now I have a colleague who um, is definitely younger than me, um, just entering the work field. Um, and right. on Sunday night, like, we almost had it. And I was like, oh, I'm not about to fight this 21-year-old over how to do our <laughs> job. And I'm, like, telling her how to do it. Like, she is new. And she, she was like, nah, that's not how you do it. And I'm looking like, little girl, you haven't been here 30 <laughs> days yet. And you over here telling me how the job's supposed to be. And that's not how it's supposed right. to be. So some, sometimes I feel like, and the men can probably um, attest to it, it's like y'all genetically and inherently are just these women that are like, we are right from day one, like day one. So do you think it's something that spews from childhood up to that? Because I do know, especially when it comes to black women, one of the biggest knocks is with black women, we tend to at an early age put a lot of adult-like responsibility on our young black girls, um, especially if it comes that they're the oldest and stuff like that. Like, does that contribute? To that kind of mindset as well and like you said defense mechanism because when you're being raised and you're having to be the adult all the time everyone mm-hmm. knows as kids we was raised that the adult is right and you don't challenge them so i wonder if if it stems from being put in an adult role at a young age and it just develops over time and once you're an adult you're just like yo i've been doing this for so long you can't tell me that i'm wrong because i know i'm right right yeah, I definitely, definitely agree with that. Like, we have to stop putting, especially, like, our young black um, girls, stop putting them in roles to, to think that way. And also, you know, like I said, I do believe how you were raised uh, plays a role in everything. Um, like we were talking about earlier, that princess mentality um, that we put on, you know, daddy's girls or grandpa's girls, papa's girls, whatever the case may be, that has severe ramifications because it teaches these young girls that turn into women, that turn into somebody's girlfriend, somebody's wife, it teaches them to not have accountability. It teaches them to be entitled. It teaches them how to belittle a man, which turns into I'm going to control you instead of, you know, you controlling me. I'm going to know. I know everything. You're going to listen to me. I'm going to run this relationship. And mm-hmm. you can treat your child like a princess all you want, but you have to teach them also accountability. You have to teach them, like, okay, there's going to be times where you are in error. There's going to be times where you are wrong. And I think there's a, there is a, 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 you know, a good line uh, between treating your child like a princess and then showing them, hey, you know, this is not going to always go your way all the time. 
And then to get a little deeper with black people in general, like our ancestors, black women were forced to kind of put their feelings on the back burner. So I came from a family where things were, you didn't express your feelings or you, you just kept things hidden. Like you just, it was under, swept under the rug. That's what the old people say. It's swept under the rug. It doesn't happen. And mm-hmm. I think this causes a big um, communication barrier. It just does. And so I, I do think that what we do to our young black girls plays a tremendous role in how they are um, perceived and how that how they act up when they, you know, turn into an adult. So definitely. That makes sense. And then, then I have another question for you as well, Angie. Um, do you think it has anything to do with the way the demand for truth is presented? And so when I say that, um, I, I do know a lot of women, when they do say they're like that as well, they talk about the fact because they've been lied to and stuff or someone's not fully giving the whole story. So do you think it also is because of the demand for the truth, the demand for the truth, that, that, um, anything to do with the way the demand for truth is presented in those conversations or anything like that as well? Because you know in today's society we're big on trying to sugarcoat things and hide things when it comes to having to be open and honest. I do think, um, if I'm understanding the question right, I do think that men can tend to play a role. But I also, I'm one of those women as a coach talking to women, I try not to put so much on what a man has done to you Um, because I feel like that's not an excuse to act a certain way or treat a new relationship if you enter into a new relationship with a man a certain type of way because each relationship is going to teach you things. Um, You're not going to communicate the same way with um, Joe that you did with Bobby. And so I I do, and, and I always practice, and it's probably not popular to women that want to or that uh, desire to continue to lack accountability, but for growth, if you want to elevate, you can't place the blame. You have to identify and look in the mirror and say, okay, what can I do differently as a woman? Um, As you grow up, you learn right from wrong, hopefully. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you know what you need to be doing and what you don't need to be doing. And I say hopefully because some of us don't, and that's just the truth. True, very, very true, very true. So, because I definitely know when it comes to admitting when you're wrong, communication is a big aspect in being open and honest, and accountability is a big aspect on admitting when you're wrong. So is it healthy for a person to accept the blame and say they were wrong even if they were not in the wrong? Mm. I don't I I don't think it's it's healthy um because then it teaches the other person not to be accountable. If I'm constantly mm-hmm. taking the blame for you and then what I see in a lot of women is um you know relationships is they take the they constantly take the blame, they take the blame and it starts diminishing their self-worth. They start to think that they are the problem. Now you could be a, the problem in the other area but nobody should be taking the blame. Because not everybody, or you may not be wrong in this instance, or your significant other may not be wrong in this instance. So I don't think it's a good idea to take the blame. I think there's a fine line in saying, I understand, versus, or or you don't have to uh, agree with somebody to understand them. Let me put it that way. And so I don't think you need to constantly say, you know what, I'm just going to take this as my responsibility. No, let's talk through it. Let's agree to under, or let's understand each other. We don't have to agree with A, B, and C, but I'm going to choose to understand where you're coming from. That's healthy communication. That's healthy dialogue in helping people um, come to some kind of conclusion. And I don't think doing that is coming to a conclusion. It's just placing the blame on somebody else, or um, you know, not taking responsibility. And I, I don't, I don't agree with that. Um, some people might call that compromise or just letting it, letting the dust settle or just letting it go, but Mm-hmm. Is it really letting it go? Because it's probably going to eat you up. You're probably going to bring it up in the next argument. So are you really letting it go? Ah, got and you, got the, you. To me, the answer is no, you're not letting it go. So let's talk about it. Let's have a conversation. Let's come to some kind of understanding. And let's 
focus on what the what what we're about in this relationship, and it's not about maybe this little um, argument that we're having right now or this little disagreement that we're having right now. Let's get back to the goal at hand. Okay, okay, I can rock with that, Angie. I can rock with that. So I, <laughs> I got another one for you. Um, why is it that some women are willing to lose a relationship just to save themselves a need to apologize? <laughs> why hold on repeat that question again why is it that some women why is it that some women are willing to lose a relationship just to save themselves a need to apologize so basically why are some women willing to forego a whole relationship just to say just because they don't want to apologize about anything well my first thought would be evidently you didn't want to be in that relationship to begin with if you Ooh. if you are that if you are that shallow and immature that you would leave a relationship just simply based off the fact that you don't want to apologize, hey, you're not even ready to be in a relationship. Because relationships, when you get married, when you get into a committed relationship, it's going to be a bunch of I'm sorry, my bad, I didn't mean to do that, my fault. You know, I'm constantly doing it every single day. I fall short every single day. My husband and I both, we are constantly, you know what, my bad, I didn't mean to do that. So to me, if you can jump out of a relationship that easily because you, you don't want to apologize, that's and, and this is where I have a problem. With this, is, <laughs> this is where I have a problem with women of not taking accountability for their role because that same woman is going to go say, "Oh, he didn't do such and such," or it's going to be his fault when all she had to do was simply offer an apology. And y'all could have had a prosperous relationship. Y'all could have, you know, went on about your business and had some kids and been happy. So <laughs> basically everyone who is listening, and for those who are just tuning in, I'm here with my lovely guest, Angie. We are talking about communication mm-hmm. and meeting when you are wrong. And she has chosen violence for the first half of this <laughs> show um, with her comments. So if you want to call in and give your take, um, please call at 515-602-9647 and press the number one so we can bring you on here because she has truly chosen violence. But someone could be saying, Angie, I thought that I was supposed to be the center of the relationship. I am the woman. He is supposed to be the bigger man. If I say I'm not wrong, he's supposed to accept it. So do you think society has molded this narrative where women do not have to apologize? Because I have seen, as much as I hate reality TV and um, shows, I have seen reality shows where the girl was in the wrong and the dude was like, you know what, it was me, my bad, maybe I shouldn't have did this, I'm sorry. And it's like, no, bruh, she was dead wrong like the entire time. And I've seen women hype it up, come on, nope, that's what's supposed to happen. Be man enough to sit there and take it because mm-hmm. that's your girl and she's supposed to be happy. I don't I don't think I, – I hear what you're saying, and I have seen that before too, but I don't think it's – I think men, they're just different than us. And this is a communication barrier. Gender differences is one of the communication barriers as far as how women and men communicate. Like I can say, for example, the men in my family, they're very chill, mm-hmm. they're very laid back. They're not going to give you a whole lot of attitude and a whole lot of fight. It's not that they think that you're right. It's just like, listen, I'm not going to argue with you over this. If you, if you, if that's how you feel. If you want to be right, and you know, us women, we get irritated because we want to have an argument. We want to have a debate about it. Some of us, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I've been in that position, and then you know, when I get in my feelings, I want to be in that position too, too, where I want to argue with you. Mm-hmm. But I feel like most men are just very laid back when it comes to certain things. It's not, I don't think necessarily uh, society has molded that type of attitude, but I think it's more of Mm -hmm. just depending on the man that you're dealing with and at the time that you're dealing with him. Maybe he's going through something and he's just like, you know what, girl, do what you want to (laughs) do. Like, Think what you want to think. I'm not giving in to Mm -hmm. this. I'm not going to have this argument with you today. And... um, Mm -hmm. So I do think it depends on the man as opposed to society making it that way. Like I said, y'all are a little bit more laid back than us, whereas we just wake up, like you said, and choose violence some days. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious, though, because I have, I have literally woken up one day 
just mad at everything and don't even know why. Like, I should be thanking God for breath and being able to see and walk and hear and love. And I was just mad. And I'm like, whoever called me is getting it today. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's, but you know what? And I, I'm pretty sure I can hear my brothers are like, yes, yeah, someone finally gets it. Like, because you are absolutely correct. Like, we could wake up in the morning mad chill and reach out to y'all and y'all are spitting fire and brimstone and we're like totally confused like what (laughs) like i just woke up i was just checking to see how you doing i was getting ready to go to work and you're getting ready to fight and i'm just like what happened and you know the crazy part if you ask us what happened we don't even know why half the time we don't even know why we just we just like that Wow, but but okay, but you know what's weird about that though is you have some men who like that. I don't like that. I'm sorry, I got too much on my plate to have to deal with you yeah. over here about ready to bite my head off or something I did not do. Um, but no, you you are absolutely correct with that, and I'm pretty sure a lot of men will agree with that. It's it's hard, but I think what makes it harder, like if it's not somebody you're actually intimate with or dating, I don't think for men it's that big of a deal. But it does. Right. I think when you're in a relationship with them, it kind of takes you aback because now you're in the danger zone because right. if I don't respond the right way to the way she mm-hmm. is acting, it is probably about to, A, shut my entire day down, and B, yep. if I want some, I'm probably not getting some, and I don't know how long it's going to be before I get some if I don't answer yep. this correctly or handle it correctly. So it can be definitely yep. tough, and I feel like that could possibly entice someone to just be like, you know what, babe, it was me, it was me, I'll take that L, mm-hmm. just to kind of create, we're quick on saying creating peace, but it kind of gives you a false sense of peace. Um, because right. Because you're to say, well, it was me, it was my fault. And I think that's why, and then that's why we, that's when we get to uh, uh, even more heated in the moment, because it's like, wait, you're not, you're not responding. I wanted you, because sometimes I feel like us women, we want to have an argument. So when you don't give us the response that we're, you know, like if I wake up and I'm have an attitude and I, and I want to fight that day or I want to, you know, have a debate or something, and you just choose to say, you know what, do you, and, and you're not giving me the response that I want to get. Now I'm getting, now I'm getting even more angry because now you're not giving me the response that I want to, I want, I want you to give me. So I just, mm-hmm. I think women, we are just very cut differently. <laughs> Like, yeah, I, sometimes I, I look at you myself and I say, I, yeah, sometimes I look at myself and I'm like, girl, I don't even understand you. So, you know. <laughs> oh, see, yeah, that's one of those, you about to get hit with the do not disturb button for the rest of the night. You are not going to interrupt <laughs> my night. Do not disturb. I'll talk to you in the morning, whatever. Um, well, then we have another another question that actually just came on the screen, Angie. Um, when it mm-hmm. comes to owing, owning an apology, is a man doing too much if he wants his woman to apologize in front of everyone, just like a woman might expect it if he had been the one that had to apologize? Well, I think when you're in a relationship, I think some stuff should be done in private. So a lot of the times I hear, um, if I can quote this right on social media, like, if you disrespected me in public, you should, um, you know, apologize to me in public. And I think that's kind of what this is getting at, if I'm understanding correctly. But I think when you are in a relationship, there's certain things that you should not be discussing in front of people. If I'm having an argument with my husband, when I get around people, that conversation ends and we're going to act like we got some sense and some home training. But when we get into Angie, our private you know I'm, corner. Angie, Angie huh? I'm about to fight you on this. I hate to cut you off. I'm what? about to fight you on this. Uh-uh, uh-uh, no, ma'am. I'm going to fight you real quick on this one because I've okay. seen it, and I'm pretty sure I have other people have seen it where it sounds easy to say, yes, you need to do that in private. But you know, ma'am, you just admitted y'all could be firecrackers, right? Yes, true. So, ma'am, you gonna tell me? You gonna tell me now? What I will say from our conversation, from the viewers who are listening, um, our listeners that are listening, I can definitely tell you're cut from a different different cloth, Angie, and I'm pretty sure your husband can attest to it. So, I yeah. don't see you doing the shenanigans that I've seen and heard, but I've seen all too well 
where a woman acts and cuts a whole fool in public when she was wrong from the get-go. Okay, is she, and see, if she was wrong from the get-go and she's acting a fool in public, I still feel feel like that's a conversation that you take privately. So naturally when you take that conversation privately, an apology needs to happen privately. I don't feel like you should still be combating each other in front of people. That's truly what I'm saying is if, you, if you're sitting in an argument in a, in a group of people, y'all need to move that conversation privately. Y'all don't need to be discussing because, first of all, nobody should be knowing your business. And, and let alone seeing you argue. So I feel like that needs to be taken off the bat. Like, okay, listen, we're going to move this elsewhere and have that apology. And then maybe she can come out and apologize to, um, you know, the party or whatever, or to her significant other, you know, we shouldn't have done that or I shouldn't have done that, blah, 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 blah whatever the case may be. But as far as I just feel like it's privacy. I just feel like privacy. You I know what, what you're saying, but privacy. You know <laughs> You know what? You know what we're going to do. I wish we had a poll, a polling system. You know what? For my producer who's listening, Bree, what we need to do in the morning is we need to put a poll up with this question to see how many people believe that it should be done in in privacy, or if they have a right to do it in the open. I feel like I want to see that poll. I want to see that poll because once again, yeah, Angie that would be a good is one. cut from a different cloth. Angie's diff- cut from a different cloth <laughs> now, Angie. Someone did just post, though, that women do it all the time. They've seen it where women have even yelled out about how inadequate or how small the man's member is, his penis, and mm-hmm. every type of wrong he's ever done. When it comes to her having to, I'm not going to lie, Angie, it feels like when y'all have to apologize, it is the end of the world from some of y'all. Yeah. Not saying I you specifically, but for some, it's like it's the end of the world. I agree with that. And actually, they, we, just had, we just had a true, and I just had a listener who just popped up and said, "Your your apology should be just as loud as your disrespect was. Don't come to the house saying you're sorry and you cussed me out in front of all of my friends." So, a lot of people I, feel very passionate about this. And I and I and I understand and I understand that too. But if I'm in the middle of a well, first of all, I would never get into an argument in front of people. But that's the that's the first mm-hmm. thing that you need to be asking yourself: like, is your relationship that damaged to where you feel like you need to have an argument in front of people? Like to me, it should never even be a thing. So I guess that's why I'm having a difference of opinions with things because I'm like mm-hmm. that that should not even be a thing of where you should be arguing arguing in public. If your relationship is that, uh huh. Go ahead. No, go go ahead. No, you're good, Angie. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying, like, you, you, that should not that should not be a thing for me, and it's never been a thing for me. I've never argued with my husband in front of a group of people as to where I would have to go back and feel like I need to apologize. So I feel like if you feel like that's starting up, move the conversation. Now, if you're in a you situation know what? where... Now, if you're in a situation where it's happening and you're choosing to carry this conversation or this argument out in front of people, I can see where people will say you need to apologize in front of people, but I don't think it should even get to that point. That's not, that's a little bit borderline toxicity. <laughs> that's not healthy to me to be that adamant that you need to argue in front of people. And that's what I was about to get, about to, get to. We have two minutes before our break, but uh-huh. do you believe it, it, it comes from trauma, from past relationships. Because let's be honest, a lot of people, when they have issues in their main relationship, nine times out of ten, it's stemming from something that happened in their past relationship, and something triggered them that reminds them of that past relationship. Yep, and that's that's why I always practice and I always teach people, before you decide to marry somebody, before you decide to get in a true committed relationship with them, you need to be understanding who you are with, knowing their triggers. Um, There's certain places that I'm not going to go with my husband because I know it's a trigger and vice versa. And many times the reason why we get upset in, in, in conversation is because somebody has hit a nerve. Somebody has hit a trigger, and now we're going to go off. We're going to do this right here in front of everybody. So you have to understand your partner's triggers and then make a choice of saying, okay, you know what? 
I know this is is this is bothersome to them. I'm not going to go there with them. So I know we got to okay, go to break. Okay. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Hold that thought because we're going to come back talking about understanding triggers. So, guys, we're about to do a quick run to a quick commercial break. On tonight, we are talking about communication, admitting when you are wrong with my lovely guest, Angie. It's been amazing so far. So we're going to cut the break, and we'll be back on She Said What. Are you not ashamed of yourself? Are you not embarrassed? This is really embarrassing. Want it, I got it, believe it, you need it, trust me, you know it. You see it, I live it, believe it, you need me, girl, you know it. Let me change your life, put you on some new shit, introduce you to flowing, red bottoms and gold shit. The connection between us combines us to Last topic question we were talking about, Andy, 
You mm-hmm. mentioned about understanding your significant other's triggers. So when Absolutely. it comes to apologizing, how can you truly understand that trigger? Because you may not understand what triggers that until it actually happens. So you don't have anything to guard you or prepare you for that outburst. So how do you prepare for that kind of trigger? Because for some people, an apology can be very triggering, especially if you felt like all your life you've always been told you're wrong or all your life right. you've, been told you've always been told you're right. So now you're dealing with a significant other who, and I have seen this, and I have actually been in these as well, where I've dealt with or people have dealt with women who took, they relish being right all the time. Like, it mm-hmm. is a badge of honor for them to prove that yeah. you were wrong. <laughs> so what what do you do? How do you prepare to handle those kind of triggers? I think, and this is why I'm so big on friendship, because I think once you get into a relationship, you should you should know this. This shouldn't be a question. To me, how I base my relationship pyramid and what I teach, I feel like this should be something that is known while you're in that friendship stage of getting to know somebody of, you know, their past, what has happened in their childhood. Did they have, uh, you know, childhood abuse? Did they have any kind of um, parental neglect or whatever the case may be? Like, this is things that you should be talking about. So when you go next level to your relationships, you already know these things and you are, you're building on them. Obviously, you're, you want to go, you want to keep elevating. But these are things that you should know um, now, obviously, when you're in that friendship stage, that is that's the learning period right there. But once you get into a committed mm-hmm. relationship, you should already know this stuff. You should know, all right, I'm not going to talk about, you know, the situation with R. Kelly or whatever the case may be because I know that my um, husband or my boyfriend has experienced something like this or he knows somebody that's experienced something like this. Like, there's things that, you know, that you'll stay away from. So that's my take on that. Um, but I think also once you're in it, it's about, you know, learning to actively listen to whoever, you know, that you're in this relationship with um, and focusing on the things that matter, like somebody's physiology. How are they? Are their arms, you know, folded? Are they, you know, have they sat back on you? Like you can identify if we're communicating the right way and we communicate not even talking. If we're doing these things the right way, you can pick up on triggers automatically you can trip uh, pick up on when somebody is uncomfortable and when you need to reel it on in so that's that's it's 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 tough but i i got you i got you angie i do feel like you have stroked a fire um we have gotten (laughs) two statements that have just been written on so i want to read each one to you and you can kind of respond um the way you see fit so our first um comment that was posted um, is actually from a young lady. Um, she uh-huh. said, um, I believe our guest is being way too light on the women who are typically who typically are the toxic ones in the relationship who act a fool and make the rest of us women look bad as a whole. Um, so that came from one of our young ladies that are listening right now. Mm-hmm. They feel like you're being a little too, too kind, too light on the ladies um, in regards to that, which I understand both, both views because you do have women that are in relationships that are super toxic. And then you have some that are not. Yeah. So I definitely get get where she's coming from on that part. Um, and then actually the next question, the ex, next statement we had was actually a question. Um, it was this is the question they have. So if a ex, if a um, woman comes at her husband crazy and completely embarrasses him in front of his family, wants it to establish that she was wrong, do you just pat her on the butt and accept that she was just upset? Hmm. I think when you're, I think when you're in front of family. Uh, an apology can be offered up, or you do need to address the situation. And I think in front of family, it does need to be an apology of, you know what, I disrespected so-and-so, my bad. But, again, like I said, I'm having a tough one with this because I don't ever think that a Mm blow-up should take place or it should even get that far enough to where you would need to offer an apology up to a family member or a friend, whoever. Like, I just don't think that it should ever get to that point. You know when you're about to go off on somebody. You know mm-hmm. you know when they have hit that nerve and you're like, wait a minute, this ain't going to work. I need to get this. You know you know when that's coming. So move the conversation. I just, I, I cannot 
I can't get with arguing in front of people, family, cousins, sisters, mother, father. I can't get with that. Yeah, and you, you know what's funny because I'm I'm listening to what you're saying, Angie, and I. The reason why I can understand both sides is because for for me, I can only go by like the way my circle is. So right. when it when it came to dealing with angry outbursts or having to apologize. In our in in my household with my family, it was one of those. My dad wasn't going to sit there and throw a fit and yell and scream and argue in front of a bunch of people. He was definitely one of those. Right. He was able to bring himself down and say, "Let's talk about this later." But I right. also understand I have to be realistic that there's not a lot of people that had those experiences where they saw if their parents looked like they were getting in a heated argument, they saw their parents right. like, "You know what? Let's chill." Once we get home, we'll discuss it. Um, right. I've seen both sides of the coin. I've seen the parent where the dad's like, let's discuss it later. The mom's like, no, nah, we're about to deal with this now, you little mf da 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 And I'm just like, woo, okay. Like, so it, 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 it's a very conflicting thing to be in, but it's also a very realistic thing yeah. for a lot of people nowadays because one of the biggest things I think couples do have is the whole apologizing. Like, for some reason, couples feel like if I have to apologize for men, they feel like they have been probably emasculated, and now they're the smallest thing on the earth. Women, they probably feel like you're trying to talk down to them, when at the end of the day, it's just like, you was wrong. You just need to say you was wrong. Like, you're not going to combust into flames. You you were just wrong, and we need to to move it on. So I can get it, because sometimes we do coddle men and we coddle women. I've seen women get yeah. coddled for it. Um, oh, my gosh, she's mad. You know what? Buy her something. Make her smile. Happy wife, happy life, and all that other craziness that we say. So I can see where it's like, yo, this one is getting a pass for being like a whole douche to everybody. And yeah. everyone's just like, well, you know, it's just how she does. So I can see both ends of the coin when it comes to it. Um, yeah. Now, now, in your experience, uh-huh. go ahead, Angie. No, I was just saying something about that, thinking about the happy wife, happy life thing. I think I have said that in post jokingly and stuff like that, but I think mm-hmm. that's total BS because you got to have a happy wife, you got to have a happy husband. It's not just about what the wife wants, and regardless of if, she, if she's the homemaker, if she's handling things around the house, maybe she's the budgeter, she cooks, she cleans, whatever the case may be, both people have to uh, feel happiness within the relationship. They have to be content within the relationship. And I'm not talking about tolerating one another because I don't feel like that's a word to be used in a relationship. I'm talking about true contentment within the relationship with each other. So I just wanted to say that about the happy wife, happy life. You know, jokingly I have used it, but I think think that um, kind of, puts the man to the back burner as a, as making it seem like his happiness is not important, <laughs> you know. I mean, and, and the funny thing is if you ask a lot of the men, if I was to go in here and ask them how many of y'all feel like in the relationship your happiness matters, the sad thing I think a lot of them would say they don't feel like it, but I also know, like I said, it just depends on who you hook up with, and you truly got to get with someone who right. understands that you cannot be selfish in the relationship. You have to be right. selfless. Um, right. And for a lot of people, that's a struggle, especially when you're hearing, well, you deserve this and you deserve that. And rightfully so, you may deserve that stuff, but you can't go into the relationship just expecting, yeah, I expect this person to just roll out the red carpet right. and I'm the queen, I'm the princess for life. That's right. it. And you're just here to help supply my happiness. So I, I can get I, where it can. Mm-hmm. And I know women, sorry, I know women that no, you can do that. They, they feel like uh, because they came out of this bad relationship that they're owed something. And mm-hmm. the amount of women that I talk to that have that attitude, and I'm like, whoa, whoa wait a minute. <laughs> You're owed something? No, no. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it, 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 it can definitely be an, an issue. And I think to be truthful, and if my brothers were to comment, I really feel like a lot of the men just, unfortunately, they just suck it up and deal with it. And just mm-hmm. like, you know what, it is what it is, and I just want to get through it. But I, I feel like this can cause undue stress and trauma 
when you're not actively communicating your needs or what is required, especially when it comes to admitting you are wrong. Um, yes. Now, have you, Andy, since you, for those who are just listening in to the show, um, we're talking about communicating and admitting when you are wrong. If you want to call in, dial 515-602-9647 to listen in. Press the number one if you want to come online. Um, come on the phone, on the air with us. Um, now, Angie did say she's a um, she's a life coach for um, start off with married women, but now um, I have a lot of single women. So have you ever mm-hmm. had somebody or have you ever been in a situation where a person was like, they just was like, I can't do no wrong. Like, it's never it's never me. It's always the opposite person. And if you dealt with that, mm-hmm. how would you explain for the men how to deal with that in a positive way? I have um, dealt with um, a few women like that. And uh, the the one thing that I see in these women is that they were expecting perfection from their relationship, and then they weren't. They were expecting this perfection, but they weren't communicating clearly their expectations and their boundaries. So what happens when you're not communicating your expectations and your boundaries, you're just getting somebody that's treating you any kind of way because you haven't established any limitations. You haven't established what you're willing to deal with and what you're not going to deal with. And so for men out there that are dealing with women that um, are looking for perfection, and, you know, when, when it comes to perfection, you have people that have a hard time admitting that they're right, which is what we're talking about, I would just, I would honestly instruct men to truly understand why they are this way. Um, Really digging deep into this woman's past and understanding, because I feel like when you are digging deep into somebody's past, then and only then do you know how to treat the situation. A lot of the times we're not asking, men mostly are not asking the right questions with women. They want something else from them. And if you are not, and this is, and if you're a man that is wanting to get married or you are serious about your marriage, um, I wasn't taking a jab at y'all, <laughs> but we have to start asking mm-hmm. the right questions, men, especially when it comes to relationships, to understand people better. Because, like I said, once you understand this person better, then you know the proper questions to ask, the follow-up questions. Then you understand how to actually deal with this person. And the reason why you can't deal with this person is most of the time you don't know what, like I said earlier, what has what triggers them or what has happened to make them act the way that they act. Like we talked about earlier, a lot of the times, this stuff is 99% of the time this stuff is rooted from something that happened in childhood like we talked about earlier. So I think it's really truly about honing in on understanding who you are with. Who is this person that I'm with? What makes up them? Why do they act the way that they act? Why do they think the way that they think? And when you can identify that, then you can work to treat the situation or that person accordingly. I don't think it's a black and white answer because everybody is different. Everybody's trauma is different. Everybody um, communicates differently. So I think it's just a matter of identifying who that woman is and then working from there. Okay, okay. Um, And this is going to be probably the last two questions we're going to have. Um, Mm -hmm. What questions, like specific questions, are men not asking that they should when it comes to honesty? Because sometimes if you don't know the right question to ask, especially for men, we're not going to ask that question. So for men, what question are we not asking that we should ask when it comes to honesty? I think a good question to ask, um, it goes back to expectations and boundaries. What are your boundaries? What are your expectations from relationships? And I think that this is a valid question to ask because there's a whole lot and expectations. There's a whole lot of understanding in that. Okay, my expectation is loyalty. Well, let's talk about loyalty. Let's break it down because there's different um, factors in loyalty. There's having my back at all times. There's not cheating on me. So those are good questions to ask um, when it comes to honesty and um, being vulnerable. What are your expectations? And then understanding why are these your expectations? Because now, like I'm saying, or said earlier, you're getting to the root of a person and you can fully understand it. What are your expectations? Well, why do you have these expectations? Let's dig a little bit deeper. And the same thing goes with boundaries. What are your boundaries? Um, Why are these your boundaries? What made you come up with these boundaries? I want to know you. I want to understand you. 
Okay. Okay. So so bas so basically you you just need to get them to open up. But then what if they won't open up? Because one thing I can say is well before I ask my que- my question, um, one thing I can say is they we talk about men being good at sidestepping questions. I mm-hmm. have to admit <laughs> y'all are the masters of sidestepping questions. Like we could be on the right question and we may not ask it the way you think we should have asked it and you right. would sidestep <laughs> all over that question. If if and somebody Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, I I was actually about to say, Angie, looks like we have a caller on the air who I'm gonna bring on real quick. Um Okay. So I believe it is our good friend RG that's on the line. Caller, can you please give your name and welcome to the show? Yes, absolutely, RG. How is it going there? <laughs> I'm doing good, RG. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I know you're up against it. I was just listening to what you guys had to say, and you kind of hit the nail on the head, Alan. Um, being a veteran of uh, marriage and love for a long time, a lot of times the goalpost does move when you're asking direct questions. So sometimes you mm-hmm. can ask the right questions or have this nuance. And, yeah, the goalpost will move depending on how uncomfortable you get. You know, even though I'm married over 20 years, the goalpost still moves. And it's taken me a long time as a dude to understand the nuance of sensitivity because you are dealing with a group of dis- desensitized men that have been taught to be desensitized. And it takes a long time to get all the great nuances that you guys are speaking of. That happen overnight. And then when yeah. you're, especially when you're newlywed, yeah. yo, that's a whole different ballgame. Some of the emotions I've had in the last 20 years, I didn't think I had it in me. I was like, okay, cool, this is new. Okay. I got to read up. So <laughs> it doesn't, these things don't happen overnight. And it's always a process, no matter how old young yeah. you are in marriage or dating. That's my it. Yeah, no, it's it's true. And real quick, real quick, guys, sorry to interrupt you. I just want everyone who is listening to let you guys know that we will be going a little past a little past our 9 p.m. time. So if you want to be able to hear the rest of the show, please make sure you download the full clip um, once we are completed on the He Said What Radio Network. Uh, so you can hear the conclusion of everything. So we will be a little bit past nine. Um, but right now we have RG on the line with my guest um, Angie. Um, and I didn't want to I didn't want to cut you off, RG. Uh, what was what was the last part you were saying? I was saying that was about it because I was just simply stating how sometimes the goalpost moves. Um, dudes mm-hmm. are very straightforward, and the way they present things are, I would say, somewhat harsh or sometimes fun. And when you have a person who deals in, like, being straight someone who gets more emotional, sometimes that's the conflict mm-hmm. because the way we're communicating with each other doesn't fit the way we feel on the inside. And that's one thing I'm constantly mm-hmm. still learning, how to be able to not specifically be me straightforward, but be able to figure out how to communicate with her on her level. Right. Because we could be talking about the same yeah. thing and the words come out different, and we're still looking at you like, you don't understand me. But we're talking about the same thing, you know, so. But you got to learn that from person to person. I don't think there's one quick fix because people are going to be who mm-hmm. they are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's, it's basically you got to do your diligence um, and ask the right questions, I guess. But like you said, they do move, move the goalposts because you may sit there and say, hey, have you ever cheated? And she might be like, Mm, what do you consider cheating? Like he made me mad, and I went and did something different, and da 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 da. da. He's just like, yo, I asked if you ever cheated. Well, yes or no? There, there's no in between. So yeah, like I, I truly believe, and the ladies may not like it who are listening, but they are definitely the masters of being able to dive and get past certain questions. And I really feel like the thing is because we as we are as men are so direct, we just don't like going around the mulberry bush. So we're just like, you know what, they're not going to answer it, whatever. It is what it is, which right. is the difference with women because women, if they feel like we're not answering the question, they're going to ask that same question like six or seven times till they get the mm-hmm. answer they're looking for. Absolutely. 
Yeah. So yeah, that that that's, that's <laughs> it's 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 a catch twenty two, RG, um, and Angie when it comes to it, and um, definitely, uh, you got anything else for us, RG? Definitely appreciate you coming on. Oh uh, no, that's it. I'll just um, you know, be a fan and listen. I just wanted to check in and say what's up and great show. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Always, always a joy to have you on the show with us. Thank you, guys. So, Talk to you later. Yeah, yes, sir. Um, for those who are new to listening, RG is from our Monday show, Simply Sports, so he's always a regular on the uh, show to come in. And like you said, Angie, and it seems like you were in agreement as well, um, y'all are professionals at moving the goalposts, um, mm-hmm. and we have to kind of – deal with that and kind of figure out what we're doing. Um, now, uh, that was actually the last question I had. Um, definitely appreciate RG once again for coming on with us. So before we go, um, Angie, I, once again, first of all, I want to thank you for being a part of the show tonight. Definitely appreciate your thank wisdom you. and your interaction with us. Definitely going to have to have you back again. Um, but before we leave, yes, yes, a round of applause for Angie. Before we leave, please tell our listeners how they can follow you um, and also what future projects or current projects you have you are currently doing that we can support. Yes, so my name is Angie Rowe. I'm a relationship coach. And uh, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok at Love Inspiry. That's L-O-V-E-I-N-S-P-I-R-Y. Future projects that I have come out is actually t- sort of related to this topic, and well, not sort of, it is related to the topic of uh, accountability with specifically for women. So I have a course coming out in a book. Um, I'm all about women empowerment, but I have to be honest with women and helping them understand you have to be accountable. You have to stop blaming men for, you know, your failed relationships and start looking at what you can do differently. So I have a book coming out next June a course coming out very, very soon to help women understand that and get prepared. Um, so when you get prepared, you don't have to constantly blame men for why this didn't work or why that didn't work. So those two projects are coming out. Like I said, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok is where I'm most active. So And YouTube. Nice, nice. So you heard that, guys? I already follow her on Instagram. I'm definitely going to go on to her, yes. the other social media outlets as well to follow her as well. She has good contact content. Definitely worth it for the fellas who have a significant other. Might want to sit there and let your girl um, into some of the insight that she'll be out there to give. Um, once again, appreciate you being on the show um, with me, Thank Andy, you. today on She Said What. And like I said, we definitely have to have you back again. Um, so, guys, before we cut it in tonight, um, I just want to remind everybody the way we have our lineup for this week. Um, on Sunday, we have Let's Connect with P's Intuition at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and ends at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On Mondays, it's Simply Sports with One Mike, RG, and Simply Bree at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On Tuesdays, it's He Said What with Simply Bree. She has a guest that comes on from 8 to 9 p.m. And then, of course, you know, every Wednesday, it's yours truly, Alan and Newman Jr. for She Said What. And on next week at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, our conversation will be relationships and what does a provider provide. I feel like that's going to be amazing because we always have this talk about what a provider is. Also, I just want to remind everybody once again, we are currently running a free promo, um, running a promo special on ads and commercials through the month of September. You can inquire on more information by sending your email to info at he said what network.com. Also, subscribe to the network's YouTube channel by searching He Said What Radio Network. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at He Said What Radio Network and mine, Newman underscore junior underscore 2.0. And you can go back to blogtalkradio.com backslash He Said What and download the episode in case you missed anything. You can also follow us on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, and Apple Music, and many more. Um, I also want to remind you guys, Tune in next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of She Said What. Thank you. Have an amazing Wednesday. And remember to be confident, consistent, and committed in everything that you do. Happy Hump Day and enjoy the rest of your week.
Thank you for supporting the He Said What radio network. Please be sure to check out the website where you can find more of our shows on sports coverage, music showcases, and entertainment. Are you interested in giveaways? Sign up today to receive special members-only giveaways by visiting www.hesaidwhatnetwork.com now.